0: Hello listeners, welcome back. This week, I am sharing my dear friend Janine Mongardini with you, my audience on Living Well While Living Online. My name is Tammy Riley, I'm your host, and you are listening to a production of the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studio. Janine is going to share so much information, Uh, she just gives with such a big heart. And one of her mottos is always speaking your truth. So I'm really looking forward to you getting to hear how she lives her own authentic self every day. From learning to say no, to learning how to nurture yourself, to sticking true with some routines and maybe finding some new mantras, all of this will be part of our dialogue and conversation. So settle back as I share my beautiful friend Janine with you. Well, my friends, you are back for another episode, and I am really looking forward to having you listen in on my conversation with my dear friend, Janine Mangardini. I am beyond thrilled to have her here. You know that I enjoy inviting some of my besties in to have this type of conversation, and I've been working on Janine for a while, so I'm really glad that things worked out with our schedules that we could enjoy this time together. So Janine, welcome to Living Well While Living Online. Hi, Tammy. I'm so excited to be here. It's so funny because Janine and I talk all the time, all the time, literally. So it's so funny to be this formal.
1: (laughs) It is. It's true. It's true. But we're really going to get down deep, right, today.
0: (laughs) We are. We're bearing your soul um, and we're we're opening up. No, you are, honestly, I've known Janine for a, a long time and she... Okay. So the backstory was a friend of mine in spinning who who worked for spinning at the time. Um, Janine was at at our camp becoming a spinning master presenter. And our friend JJ said, wait till you meet Janine. She is you. You are going to connect with her. You are going to love her. And it, it really was though. It was love at first meet. I did feel so connected to you energetically and in a like we had known each other forever kind of way. So it's been really lovely over the years to have you in my life. Likewise, Tammy,
1: I feel the same thing. I think that, you know, like-minded spirits always connect. And I did feel that energy from the first time that we got to meet each other. So I'm really excited. I know that we've been trying to get this podcast going for a while now. (laughs) And uh, I'm so happy that we were able to to actually do it today.
0: Yeah, and Janine's had a lot going on. So there's obviously so many things that we can talk about. Um, So just so you know, Janine is coming to us from Ecuador. And that is where she lives, where she has her business. She owns Janine's Gym. And her husband also has a business over there. He's in the restaurant business where they've raised their beautiful family. And, you know, it's very interesting to have this conversation in another part of the world because so much of your response and what's happening to you is a direct result of the world around you, and so things are different in Ecuador than they are in the U.S. So I'm going to have us take a step back, and what I would love for you to do is give us a little, I don't know, description slash bio of what your life was was normally. I hate to use that word, but but like before the pandemic hit and we had to close everything down. Like, what was a typical day for for you um, before everything went crazy?
1: Let's see. A typical day would obviously be um, having, you know, a normal schedule, which right now we actually don't. Right. So getting up, uh, having breakfast, getting prepared for my classes, running to the gym, teaching, having that connection with the people in live. Mm. And I, I really, you know, I had really missed that. We, we were closed for over, over seven months. Wow. Yeah. So a typical day would have been a little more organized. And I think now everything is, we we can't really, we don't know what's going to happen. So we can't really organize um, our day as such.
0: And it's been really slow and difficult for you to get your people back into the gym, correct?
1: Oh, yes. We were closed for seven months. We had to do major, prepare for major protocols and it's still, it is quite challenging. Um, we have done everything imaginable. I've, I think I've, I've told you all the things that we had to mm. do with, you know, opening up more um, windows and, and, and air and just, you know, I've been, it's, it's been crazy. It really has been crazy. But we are open. We are open and um, slowly but surely people will start, you know, rolling back in, coming back in.
0: And did you because we've talked about this and we talked in circles about this, and this was um, sort of the conversation that happened for many fitness professionals is what are you going to put online? how much do you do online? Are you even going there? Are you letting it ride? What at the end of the day happened with with online when all of this hit for you and for your instructors?
1: Well, when this hit uh, in March and we had to close, you know this the fact of Going online for me was—I was really against it. I thought, "Oh my gosh, how can I? How can I have the same connection and human contact with with my people behind a screen?" And I—I I was actually invited by Lawrence Biscontini with his Fitness Works, and that was one of my first times on Zoom. So I really have to, you know, send him a big hug as well because that's how it started. You know, it started, I, I really realized that I need, I need to adapt to this, to mm-hmm. this new world. Um, being online for me is, it will never be the same. It just right. won't. Yeah.
0: I, thank you <laughs> because it, it's brought so many, like there's many advantages and, and we know that. And for you and I living in different countries, thank God for technology, right? Because we or, use our or, WhatsApp and, and see each other's faces all the time. Right. And we, We feel connected, but then when we turn around and we have to use it as this platform, what we do, somehow that connection doesn't feel like it's there anymore.
1: You're right. I mean, I can't say that it it hasn't been, you know, some things have been really great because we've been able to connect all over the world with our colleagues and there's been a lot of events and also, you know, you can touch your, your clients in different ways, but even if we live in a technological age, our souls aren't technical. We need to, I need to see
0: people's faces and I need to touch them and hug them. And, and I I miss that. I know me too. And we are like, if Janine and I are together, we're sitting side by side and we're, you know, (laughs) hugging a lot, (laughs) but you know, it is, it is how it it is more of the language of the soul. And I don't know. I, it, it actually makes me wonder if given enough time, our souls will adapt right because i know we are and that's i love one of the things that you wrote to me when you were talking about your bio and it was that you're like a lifelong learner and you love learning and you are it's so it's so evident in all of the mediums that you teach and the things that you keep uh, striving to do and reaching out for but during covid <laughs> with technology you know we've laughed you and i we feel like dinosaurs and we've <laughs> had to <laughs> right? we've had to learn this whole thing that maybe we're doing kicking and screaming and, but again, we've adapt. Like you and I are now on this software. Having this conversation that we weren't sure we were going to make happen. Who could have ever dreamed that, you know, two old ladies would be able to do this? And, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but right. I wonder, I just wonder if our soul is as adaptable. I, and that's sort of a um, a philosophical question, I guess. And I never thought about it until you just mentioned that. And I Wait, don't know. I,
1: I think I am. I think we both are from a different era. I'm, I still like getting cards in the mail and handwritten and, uh, you know, reading paper books. (laughs) Mm. I love that still. Or a normal phone call. A normal phone call, not just a text with a bunch of emojis. How about that?
0: (laughs) And you have, you actually have a phone in your kitchen, like you have a real landline. I do. I do have a real phone. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's gosh you're so antique um <laughs> a retro retro phone no but people use it and um i i appreciate all of that in you and the paper and the I, i'm going to say the ways that just are important to us right cuz there's a lot of people where they maybe even now like our even our children haven't grown up with as much of that you know getting things in the mail the actual paper and remembering going to the mailbox every day to get the mail and so that's their life but for us we miss those little things those little connections
1: we definitely do i think uh, more than ever we're so addicted to technology to our phones you know we get we're bombarded we get emails on our phones we don't we don't take the time to really stop and
0: breathe that is so true and and so i guess what i'd like to steer us towards now is again prior to things being crazy, because this is um, us relearning and reconfiguring, but prior to the craziness, what did self-care mean to you and how did you work that in with your busy career, right? Because not only were you at your gym and teaching classes, but you are popping in at the restaurant, you're doing things there, you're running your household, you're, you know, so there's lots of things going on. So how do you take care of you?
1: Well, I was definitely on the crazy train. Um, I, I, I have to admit that. I think most most of us that are fitness professionals, we are, and we need to learn how to step off that train. Self care has been and will always be important for me. Uh, before COVID, you know, you are here. Yes. This, this Ecuador is just a magical place, so I'm I'm very blessed in that sense. I can go out into the nature, and that's something that always heals me. Um, in one of my facilities, we also have a massage room that I would take advantage of and would Mm. make sure that I would have, you know, at least once a week, a massage. And so I would, I would really, um, schedule all those things, you know, just to make sure that I, that I would be recharged and, you know, reset, reset all my energy again.
0: Cause if not,
1: how would I be good to anybody else, right? One hundred percent,
0: right? We and we know that. I think you know, in the process of of going through, we can we can think that self care means we're being selfish and and we're only looking out for ourselves. But re- in the reality of that, is that when we are feeling good and we've taken the time for us, it's how it makes us better with all of the other relationships that we have.
1: Completely, completely. I think self care really is it, a it's a big word. It's not just. Um, like you said, it's not about being selfish. It's about self-love, you know, taking that time to, to slow down and dedicate some time to, to you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then I know when everything hit and, and through our conversations, you know, there is, there is less routine, We're scrambling, you know. We had the debate: Do I go online? What does that look like? Oh my God, can I do it? Do I have the energy? You know, in our little group of friends, as we talked about this, yes. And so, in many ways, it seemed like we had more time, but I feel like in reality, like I don't even know what happened to all of that time. So, what shifted and what happened for you when when everything hit? What was I don't know? Maybe your day, or or even what self care was looking like. And some people that I've had conversation with, have taken a step back and done more, right? Because they've never thought about self-care and it was like, whoa, well, here's my time. Um, and then others of us who have already always thought about it, our routine was off and so now that fell to the wayside because it wasn't in our routine anymore. So where do you fall in that spectrum?
1: Well, I think when COVID hit, I was actually in a really, really good space to have more time for myself. Mm. And since, we, since I was at home, I made a routine out of it. So I would, you know, get up, uh, make sure I'd have good breakfast, meditate. And I had that time to, to actually slow down. And for me, for me, actually self-care is about really bringing balance in, into our life, you know, and it's not just, and it's, and it's not just self-care as, okay, what can I do for my body? It is self-care mentally, physically, and also spiritually. So for me, it's been a a discovery of spiritual growth is what this all has been.
0: Oh, I love that. Um, You, in my mind, have always been a very spiritual person. You do have a connection, not only, and I'm going to use spirit and then also religion, right? So I think you're both, right? You have a strong sense of your religion, but at the same time, you are also very spiritual. Um, And so I love that this was even more of that for you. Like, what a gift.
1: It was. It. I mean, it actually is. I think that if we look at it as an, an on a positive scale, uh, COVID has shown me so many things, so many lessons. It's really touched my buttons, and I think for a lot of people, they feel the same way.
0: Like, um, yeah. Hey. Can you expand yes. on some of those buttons? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, there's a lot of buttons. I don't know where. Sh- where should we start? <laughs> I think um, the fact of. Uh, of having a business that's been a dream to have from the beginning, you know, because I I started this at a very young age and I really longed to have my own place and then seeing it, you know, after well, this this month I'm actually celebrating 25 years.
0: Oh my gosh, Janine, that's a huge huge milestone.
1: Yes, and so I'm I'm excited to celebrate that and to think 7 months being shut down and just you have to keep going you just have to keep going and you know if you fall down you have to get back up oh. so yeah it's it's been quite a quite an adventure
0: and there's and been that, many many opportunities for us to kind of fall down right a lot of what we do kind of i'm going to say it really felt like it came out from under underneath us and then we had to reframe how we do it
1: definitely definitely but i think that like you know as we were talking about f- faith and um, you you just have to trust trust in the process every day. Now I'm I, like I told you before I'm in a, I feel like I'm in a good mental space right now. I think that everything that's happening, even though there there are tough things that are happening to me at this moment, I just have to trust that it's all it's all meant to be. It's
0: supposed to be this way, mm, which is always a hard lesson, right? <sighs> Trusting, <Yeah>. the process. <laughs> Trusting the process. <laughs> yeah, right? It's like everything is a lesson. And when you're in it, it's hard for us to always see that. So like you're talking about that ability to trust that in the end, the lessons and the meaning will be revealed. But when you're living it day to day, that's that's difficult.
1: Sure. We were always talking to my member when we were on the phone, we would talk about how this feels like a roller coaster.
0: Yeah.
1: And it, it really has. It has been. But we is just- is
0: there- any trick that you've learned to kind of stay the course and to trust any, do you have like a mantra? Do you have like a practice? Like, how do you, how do you do it?
1: I do a lot of that. I, I have my own mantras. I meditate a lot. I'm not going to say that I don't fall on the floor and and cry, (laughs) (laughs) but I think that changing, changing my perception about things have, has helped me out. Not every day is great, but changing my perception and looking forward to better days. Mm. Looking forward, you know, obviously I live in the present and I'm I'm focused on that, but looking I'm just telling myself this will pass. This will pass.
0: Yeah. That's that's a big statement. <laughs> I I think you know, we underestimate the power of of words like that, you know, being able to repeat that to yourself and having that you know, not just as, as a word that comes out, but a belief, um, it is very, very powerful and in, it might seem simple, but it can help in really big ways.
1: It really does. It really does. And it changes, it changes how you feel. It, it changes how you, your outlook. So I'm waiting for better things to
0: come, (laughs) which we know, we know, Soon come, as Jody would say. Um, I So you're ch- you have three beautiful grown children and two of them are in Germany. One of them is with you. Uh, how, how is that mothering during COVID at a distance, right? So it's hard enough, I think, knowing your kids are in another country and you can't just pop over to see them. But now with all of these restrictions and guidelines, it's another layer. So how are you straddling that piece as well?
1: That piece is very difficult. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank God for technology. So then again, I have to, you know, retract because luckily I can see them when I call them. And so we are in contact every, every time possible, every day and sending messages. Um, the fact that I can't get on a plane and go see them is, is quite, hard. Mm. It's quite hard. But I know that I will.
0: And it's hard too, because I think as the mother, right, as the parent, we have to be the strong one and our heart is yearning and breaking just like our children. So I'm going to say like when Ellie calls and is like, mom, I'm having a hard day and I just want you to be here and I miss you. And I'm not saying she does, but I could imagine that conversation and how you have to be the one, right? We have to be the ones to be strong. And it's so hard.
1: It is. It is. We have to be, we have to be the example. And for, for them, right? And it's hard for, the, for all these young people that are, you know, studying online and they're in, the, they're in the university, but they can't go to their university. And at that, at that same moment, you know, just give them that reinforcement that this will pass. And yeah. just to keep strong and that we're all in this together. We really are. We're all going through the same thing.
0: How is, uh, so how is Ellie, we'll pick on Ellie. How is Ellie doing over there with, with everything? Because again, navigating, you know, just not knowing when you can come home again because things are uncertain and trying to stay the course and focus. And do you, you know, do you have things that you help her with to be able to practice that Mm -hmm. as a, you know, a young woman and and like, what do you even say?
1: (laughs) Well, well, Ellie is also an Aries. She's my, so we're both Aries. We're, (laughs) you know, we have strong, we're strong-minded and she is studying and it's, it is hard for her in the sense that she's, she loves also human contact and wants to be out and wants to go dancing and, you know, just have that normal life. But she's, she's doing really well and she's actually working and studying. I'm so proud of her. She is really, she is really growing. She really is.
0: Yeah. I mean, and your family, I think, you know, as much as we talk about technology not being you know, the way we want to connect, you said it yourself, like it's been so important, but I'll just point out that your husband has family over in different parts in Europe. Your brother is in the US and Los Angeles and sometimes, and right now during COVID, your parents are. So you really are all over the globe. And yet you really do still have such a strong sense of family because you and I have talked about this, how important family is to us. And you know, we both love nothing better to have everybody around our table. Um, but, but I don't know if you've had any strategies again with your, with your entirety of your family going through this. Um, but, but you've done it for a while, you know, you're not always all together. So how, how is that, you know, what can you tell us about that piece?
1: So family for me is the most important piece of all. Um, yes, my brother's in Santa Fe, my parents are in Miami, my kids are in Europe and we, you know, Sammy, Tammy, you know, we have a global family everywhere. <laughs> so yes, yes. We, are, we are connected. We are connected. And, and that is, it is, it is quite a challenge. What I look forward to is all the times that um, we will be able to spend together in the future. And this is, I'm hopeful about that. I was, it, we were able actually to have Christmas with my parents. I didn't see them for more than over a year, which is wow. just absolutely crazy for, for our family. <laughs> I'm well, so-
0: and so just to interject in real life, Janine's parents have a home in her backyard. Like they're, they're like, they back to each other. So they literally see each other when they're washing dishes. We
1: have, we have a door connecting. So we have, we have a door, there's a wall, we have a door connecting and uh, yeah, it's, it's, that's, I love it. I love it. And I, and I, and I miss that. Although I know that they're in, in a, in a better place. So
0: keeping them safe. I mean, that's the, the trade-off, right? Some of the things are...
1: safe there in the States. And um, even though I know things are, are complicated all over the world as well, but they have, uh, you know, medical attention if needed. And so that just keeps me um, feeling a little bit better.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, that peace of mind of knowing they're where they should be, even if it's not where you want them to be. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So we've been working so hard and and I don't like to use the word pivot, but I'm going to say adapt. We've been working and I'm going to say we, like you and I in our fitness world and our profession and as well as everyone, right, something has changed. We've been working so hard to adapt. And now it's been a long time, almost a year for all of us. And I, I think that some things can go back to quote unquote, the way they were. But some things won't. So, how are like what are you thinking about in your life that maybe will stay different? How are you managing that? What are what are you thinking about that?
1: I think after this, after after COVID, um, life is never going to be the same. Like I told you before, it has changed our perspective. Um, So many lessons we've learned. Also, how to close chapters. We've seen people that have been there for us and that have maybe disappeared just out of nowhere. We've realized who's been there in the good times and the bad times. I think going back to the business aspect of it, we, in this fitness industry, we have to be creative, innovative. We need to find different ways to attend to our clients. Now, I think people are also thinking about finding other opportunities. Because that's what it's all about, you know. I I've told myself in these days, well, if some doors close, others will open. Mm. So I think many opportunities will be presented to us as well.
0: Yeah, it's it's hard. Um, you and I are such action people. You know, and I know for you, you're a, you're a giver and a fixer. And if something is not right, you want to know and you're going to fix it instantly, right? I know that about you. So what a lesson in patience for us in a different way. Like I also know you're a very patient person in, in general as a whole, but I think when we look at it from how we react to things and how we want to take care of things, that patience has brought on a whole new level, whole new it's meaning
1: where we really We're not in control of anything. And I think this has taught us that we we need to get out of our heads and more into our hearts. Mm. We can't control the situation. And sometimes we even try to get busier just to not go go into our hearts and really feel things. So as a distraction, we we need to, you know, be doing millions of things until we finally think, hey, maybe I should just stop doing and just start not doing. <laughs>
0: Thank you. (laughs) I I mean, that's such a simple statement, but it's been one that I've actually been using myself more to, to stop the doing uh, that I've noticed, right? We just fill ourselves with doing it's, it's, it's our job.
1: It's not. until we realize, I think also COVID is, you know, making some people understand who they really are because we're not all these things. I mean, yes, I'm, for example, I'm celebrating 25 years of tenacity and work and, you know, all these things that, that I've done at the gym, but I finally realized I'm, I'm not the gym.
0: Mm. <laughs> Me. Wow. Janine, <laughs> Janine's gym. And it has been such a big <laughs> part of your life and everything you've worked for. That's such a I think a profound statement to say I'm not the gym because in many ways, don't you feel like you are, or haven't you felt like that? I felt like that for
1: so many years. Um, Not saying it's not my mission because I know that it is my mission to help people. I've helped transform lives and change lives. And when I go into class and I see somebody crying on the bike or crying, uh, you know, on a mat, and you're able to. To reach out to that person and touch their heart, then you know that you're you're doing the right thing and you're you're in your mission, you're in your dharma, right? Mm. But at this point, I feel that there is much more. And I'm really pretty excited of you know, to see what's gonna happen. See how all this unfolds.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. I I admire that statement so much because I think it's so scary to separate ourselves from that thing that's been our mission, right? That, um, God, it's making me (laughs) like to say, I'm not, I'm not the gym. Like I'm more than that. And there's other, other things out for me too. That doesn't discredit the connection and the love and what you do, but, but it's, I think it's deepening it that really, wow, Janine.
1: (laughs) I'm, I'm excited. I mean, I know that I'll still be, you know, doing what I'm doing, but I feel that something more is coming and I'm very excited. You know, a couple of days ago, I just thought, oh my gosh, what, what am I going to do with everything that's happening? And it's like you said, it's scary, but it's important to, to, to step out of that and find courage and i'm finding courage in in my faith and i'm finding courage in in my friends like you that that reach out that's so important mm.
0: so so we can segue into that um who is your support system on on the days where you know maybe you are a little more crumbled to the floor or you know struggling a bit which we all do right the corona roller coaster as we've been calling it um who who are your go tos? Like, what keeps you? Who keeps you going? My family,
1: um, my husband, my children, my friends. You know, you mm-hmm. and these people that are my lifeline that I know that I can just call and will listen and will be there to support.
0: Yeah, we've done a we've done a lot of that, oh. which has been nice. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. When we started, um, when COVID hit and we, we started, of course, you know, we'd eventually have to talk about our, our girl. Um, when Tosh was like, we have to get together and just ride with each other because we need to do something normal. And, you know, we'd wake up at, for us very early for her, it was bedtime and we'd be on the bike moving our legs because we just needed to kind of hold space for each other. And, and then that morphed into, not even getting on the bike anymore, and just you know having these really incredible calls, um, and that for sure was a big part of my beginning of COVID. I think to to get through. Yeah, that was
1: a really big piece. I mean, our our weekly meetings, and even you know we would we would get together um, at night
0: and just have yeah. a you know
1: have a call together. So.
0: And then obviously we had to go through the grieving process together from afar, which has not been easy and is still rocking our world in, in moments. And um, I wouldn't have wanted to go through that with anybody else. You you really have been so helpful, I guess, not even a word that I means enough, but I guess I'll use it. But it's been so great to have you and to have Jody and Jody's our other friend who's not on the line right now, but uh, you know to sort of move through that, which I I've never had that experience from afar, right? So personally, for me, anyone who was close to me who had passed, you know, you're near each other, or you could get on a plane and fly to that place and and you do the normal process, but this was just such a new way of grieving and mourning. And, um, and I just want to thank you for how you helped me through that and are still helping me.
1: Thank you too, Tammy. It's such, it's, it's so hard to just even think and still, it's still so fresh. Um, it's, it's going to be, it's going to, it's going to take, it's going to take a long while to, to process it all, but we do, we do need to heal. And I know that. What I do know that is she is, she's constantly with us and she's sending signs and that just, it it helps me, you know, every day just to think, okay, well, we, we, we need to move forward, but obviously we'll never forget her. She is a part of us. Yeah.
0: Yep. I mean, God, who wanted that lesson? (laughs) I didn't.
1: No, nobody. Right.
0: Ooh, yeah. So there's been many of them that we've had to have to take on. But um I, I'm gonna change the 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 tone so I so I don't cry more than I already am. And so we kind of move it up. But so I have been to the magical land of Ecuador and I have had you you are the most incredible and gracious host, and I've been there a few times and I love everything about the land, and so during all of this, ha- have things been closed? Like, can you go to the volcano? Can you go um, hiking? Like, ha- have those been things you've been able to still do, or is that not really happening at this time?
1: Well, it's it's funny that you say that because it's actually right now on my list, and I know that we can't really travel very far. And you and I are, are so passionate about traveling, and we then we love to you know <laughs> get yeah. out uh i am I'm, I'm really thinking about about going to these these places because they are so close yet with with so much going on i haven't been able to actually go let's say to the volcano to the cotopaxi or these magical places that i that i have so so near to me
0: so on your to-do list is
1: on my list
0: <laughs> yeah coming soon <laughs> and the thing is to me that that I, I, and you're like this as well, I'm an energy person. So it's not just, oh, this land is beautiful. Yes. Oh, standing at Cotopaxi. Oh, it's beautiful. No, there's an energy to these spaces.
1: They really are. They're magical. They are. Yeah.
0: I mean, so vividly that first drive to the volcano when there was butterflies and rainbows and wild ponies.
1: Do you remember that? <laughs> that was insane. Yes, we had some really mystical things happen to us on on that adventure,
0: right. I mean, and then to stand out on the land, and again, we were there for you know a bitter bittersweet at that moment as well. um but friendship and and then you know, sort of moving forward through things again with with the loss of someone else that we had had. But it was just, it's its the energy. It's how you feel. It's like, that's the impression that I have in in my mind is how it made me feel, not just, right? Because you and I both travel a lot and you've seen a lot. And yes, there's so many great things to see, but this was feeling.
1: It really is. And I think there's a lot of places here to, to discover and They, they are, they're just really unique. I don't think anywhere in the world you'll find so much biodiversity and nature and waterfalls. It just, it really is. It's, it's a blessing.
0: Yeah. And when you and I were last together, we went to that incredible hot spring. And so is, could something like that in, in, um, Ecuador be open right now or, or is all of those things closed to the public?
1: Well, things right now are, you know, we, we do have a curfew and um, some cars are able to circulate certain days, that type of thing. But yes, it, I, it would be open, obviously, okay. different, you know, with protocols and all that, but it, right. it would be open right now. So that is definitely something that is on the list.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's hard, right? So when you have someone visiting and and you have someone coming, we pull out all the stops to show them all the things that are unique to our area, but then we go back to our real life and we forget how incredible they are. So I would imagine that, you know, it's like when someone comes and I have to rediscover, you know, my area, what, what would I want them? What do I want them to see? But I'm not going there on a regular basis myself. Right. So, uh, I would imagine it's the same for you. We don't always take advantage of the things that we have right in front of us
1: it's making time, Tammy. It's really yeah. making time and and making that a priority versus how can I get busier or how can I, you know, start something new or so, yeah.
0: <laughs> I love that though. I think um, we can easily, any of us on any given day say, oh, I just don't have time for that. And and it is, right? Time is only a certain thing. It's a measure. But you hit the nail on the head when you said making it a priority. And I think – I know for for myself, I definitely have been reevaluating things that need to be more of a priority and things that I really do want to make time for versus things that, you know, maybe I should do but – I'm gonna give it a little bit of a pass on some days. Um, I'm not sure do you have a a list growing as well how are you how are you I managing have that? that list and it's growing
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I think as things start you know coming in and and I start to um, how do you how do you say slay the dragons? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> then I will be able to you know have a little more time to be doing all these things, yeah.
0: Yeah, because of how they make us feel and how they fill us back up to be able to go back to the things that we know we have to do, right, which always aren't the most sexy or fun or um, that's life, right? Yeah, we have to
1: continue doing things that make us happy and make us feel good. It's the only way that we're going to, you know, be able to rest, recharge, feel good again, get our get our mojo back.
0: Mm. Um, I, so I... Obviously, I know you on a personal level, and not everybody knows this, but you are the ultimate giver, right? You are such a giver of all things—of your time and your. I are you gonna make you cry more? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no. You, you are like I just admire it so much. There's so many things that. Whew. so as a giver though like how are you how are you replenishing because even during this time your your staff right when everything hit and your staff is struggling and they can't eat and they're calling you their their boss and your things work a little bit differently in ecuador with with businesses than they do in the us right so there's different levels of responsibility but but also the human piece so you have that you have your family that's scattered around the world you have your husband and he struggles with the restaurant right they were shut down as well so you know there's so many areas that needed giving how are you like how are you balancing that with some of the i guess i'm gonna say the taking right and and being better at taking
1: uh, well i i do i do love to give i love to give with, without even thinking about receiving it's just it it fills me it really does um it, it was hard to see my staff uh, you know go through all that as well i didn't have you know m- many companies closed down and many companies said well we're going to get rid of our employees and that just just wasn't an option for me you know they are part of my family mm-hmm. um, I must say that in COVID, some of them kind of just disappeared. It, they just were so afraid. And I understand that part. They just were afraid to, to even come back. Oh. So I had to face some of those challenges as well. Um, and I realized also the people that, are, that had never left, you know, that just, that our family and were willing to take on this, this huge challenge. Uh, how did I re- replenish myself? Well, like I said before, I mean, giving myself that time, I think also the body shuts down, the body talks to you. So I was challenged and I'm still challenged a little bit physically. Yes. Because we do, we do feel, you know, our body, we are energy and we feel that. And I think, you know, it was, it was going into my body and, um, it did stop me for, for a little while. And I've had to just take time to to rest um, you know go into the nature and and also be patient with myself
0: mm. that's that's really important and profound um so Janine is the giver, and she's also go go go, and like I said, she's out there doing things and you know, not funny, but your body really was like, Hey girl, you're not paying attention to the signs. So, guess what I'm going to do? <laughs> I'm going to just slam you to the ground and you can't move. Um, and, and so you had to re refigure some things. So gosh, I mean, talk about a slap in the face when, you know, the thing that you use we're, we're people who use our bodies and when it has to jump out and tell us like, slow down, that's a big sign.
1: It is. And we have to get creative. <laughs> That's another thing. We have to get creative. I figure, okay, if I can't pedal with, you know, pedal on the bike, I'll just pedal with my arms. Yeah. So I think I have, you know, the, the crank cycle and, um, and yeah, I've been, I've been nurturing myself, mm. I've been nurturing my soul.
0: I love that you now have some time and are making some time for that. I think, you know, it's it's definitely part of who we are. We, re- we recognize the importance of it. But like anyone, are we practicing what we preach, right? You would be telling that to your client and to your friend and to your family. But we're not always taking our own advice. So at least for me, I think this has been a time to take some more of my own advice. And it sounds like exactly something similar for you, right?
1: Yes, definitely taking taking my own advice. <laughs> I I am a person of rituals, so I like to you know, I I love candles, I love crystals, I love burning my sage. Mm. People well know that I love my hot hot bath. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Those are is-
0: so important. You are yeah. a per- a person um you know, we talk about clearing things out and, and saging things and getting rid of. And even with the new year, I consulted with you. You were my guru for my burning in the new year, which my family loved doing. Thank you. We put our own spin on that. Um, and I love those things about you that they're, those little rituals are so important in your life and you share them.
1: Thank you. I, they are, they really, they really keep me, keep me going.
0: <laughs> yeah. We, uh, we did our own little like I designed that pretty sage uh, log. I put you know different. You oh, know, loved
1: it. Yeah, yeah. you sent me the photo. I loved yeah. it. I'm so, I'm so happy that they all got to write their wishes and burn them.
0: Yes, yes. We we brought it in, so that felt good to do uh, some type of ceremony around ushering in the new year that we were all ready for, ready to
1: bring in the new energy.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, (laughs) so with, with everything that's, that's happened in all of the shift, is there now something, right? It's almost a year, something as we look back that you wished you had done more of, or put a little more focus on, is there anything now? Because again, we're still not out of the woods, even though vaccines are happening and things are opening up and we're, we're getting better, the more we know, and we're obviously adapting, there's still like things that maybe weren't as, um, on our radar and now they are. So are there, is there anything that you feel that you need to do better or be better at?
1: Well, yes, definitely. Technology. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm amazed by everything that, you know, everything that that's going on and what people are doing. So, so I, I applaud all of you technical people that are doing that and, um, little by little, You know, we've done a lot, Tammy, right?
0: Yes. Oh, my gosh.
1: Now, I I also applaud you with this podcast. I think it's incredible. I'm so proud of you that you're doing this and getting out to so many people. So that's really awesome.
0: Thank you. But I've had a, you know, the secret to this is there's a behind-the-scenes team that really does the hard part. You and I chatting is so easy. (laughs) (laughs) But I have had to learn a few te- technological um, things, which, yeah, we you and I giggle and laugh, and I've already said it. We are like technology dinosaurs. I feel like some of these young professionals are just so quick to adapt to them and learn them. And, you know, it's not even that we fight them, because I think we're both open-minded enough and we're good, and, and all of us, even our friend group, we've really tried. But, man, it's tiring. It is. It really sucks you up, right? It sucks your soul. <laughs> but we're
1: doing it. We're doing it. And I know that we're teaching, you know, our Zoom classes and we're getting online and we're jumping on board with, you know, new projects. So we, we, have, we have adapted. Yeah. I think that's
0: definitely something that I didn't realize about myself is that I really was that adaptable.
1: Well, that's awesome. I think we need to, we need to keep applauding ourselves in that sense. (laughs) (laughs) Celebrate the little good things that are moving along.
0: So do you have a plan, speaking about celebrate, do you have a plan of how you can celebrate 25 years? Because I also know what you've done in the past for some of your other epic big numbers, you know, having big events, right? Where you are the queen of big events. Um, And so what will 25 years in a pandemic look like um, as you go to celebrate?
1: Yeah, I love organizing events. That's just been a part of me for so many years and bringing international presenters remember when you guys came here and you know the lights action if i could get singers dancers everything <laughs> going and just having people celebrate and have a good time so that doesn't look like it's happening this year right and a few weeks ago i thought well should i should i actually celebrate it i mean or do i just put it under the rug and I said, no, I'm not. I'm going to celebrate it. I'm going to do it, even if it's in a more intimate way. But I decided that we're going to take the bikes to the roof, mm. the
0: roof
1: the rooftop, okay. my gym, and have a ride and kind of a little ceremony, a, a gratitude circle. So a circle of gratitude and have a little ceremony on this Saturday. So I'm very excited about that, and yeah, we must continue. We must celebrate what what's you know what we're doing and what has been done already, what we've accomplished.
0: Yeah, and it is so easy, like you're saying, to sweep it under the rug. To be like, I can't do it in the normal pomp and circumstance that I would normally do this in. Um, so, is is there value? And you, yes, and you've said yes to yourself and to your hard work and to your staff and your community. And I think that this will be really special for, for everyone in this moment. They need it.
1: Yeah, it's really, it's really special. People are excited and it, you know, obviously we're going to be outside, so they're, you know, less scared and it just gives that, that them hope as well. And I need to always tell them, you know, we have to be fearless. Of course we're protecting ourselves and we need to be cautious, but we need to, st- we need to keep on living. We can't live in this little bubble of fear. Mm.
0: And and it's so easy to be eaten up by that fear because it's real because we see people sick real. and not doing well, right?
1: It is real, and the fight is real. Um, we we do have to be cautious. We have to wear a mask. We have to you know go through the protocols, right? But we must still keep on living, right?
0: Yeah, I I think that's a beautiful motto to kind of usher in. <laughs> The funny thing that, you know, as we talk about this, I'm going to digress to a little story. Janine does live her life fearlessly and- (laughs) And one time when I was in Ecuador with my daughter, my prized gem, you know, my baby, she's like, no, really, you have to do this thing. It's incredible and it's super safe. And she drives us to this place where there's a sweet little bridge over this water with rocks and it's babbling and things are, and there's a man with a rope and a bucket. Like, you just jump off. And I'm like, what? You can't jump here. There's not even like a waiver. There's not like safety harness check and a helmet and a thing. You literally strap on this thing. And she's like, no, I do it all the time. I'll do it. And then off you flew and your son did it. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. And then uh, sure enough, there Savannah went flying off the side of the the rope with a rope in a a Rubbermaid bucket. I I have never been more scared in my life.
1: I love her. <laughs> yeah. The bridge is quite a story, um, and it actually goes back to what I was talking about fear. Because when I when I started this all, it was actually it was because I had to present at WSSC, yeah. and I had to speak about fear. And I thought, how can I speak about fear if let me see what what am I really you know afraid of? And I thought, I'm afraid of heights. So to be able to to speak about it I have, have to have to you know do it and get over it. So my whole fam- I had my whole my family jump in the car drive to Baños, and I jumped the bridge. It was intense. Yeah. Very very intense. And as I was standing on that little <laughs> I don't know what you would even call it cuz it's not even a ledge. No. <laughs>
0: It's like a, it's like a tray table. It's like someone was going to serve you dinner, but they, they, they actually stapled it to the side of the bridge.
1: It was a piece of yeah, like a little, like a piece of tin. And I was standing there. I thought, I have to do this. I have to, you know, see if it's really, if, if I have it in me to do it. And as I was looking forward into, into the clouds, a rainbow comes out. Oh and i just went with it i said that's the sign the rainbow comes out of nowhere i'm jumping and i jumped and it was the most incredible feeling the adrenaline and then i you know jumped a couple of other times after that i figured well i have to see if i really if i really did overcome the fear or if it was just blah
0: blah blah <laughs> favorite word. My favorite favorite, like filler.
1: (laughs) So yeah, that, that was, that was the jumping part. And usually I take a lot of, you know, favorite people that come to visit. I take them to the famous bridge and see if they're willing to jump and actually have it in them to jump.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe one day it's, you know,
1: no, no pressure, no pressure.
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was that was. Um, I, I mean, when I saw the images because you had posted on social media, you know, the picture of you in your flight, and I knew, right? But standing there on the bridge to really see, and and I was fearful for those who were doing it, not even myself. And of course, I'm not saying it. You know, we're doing these things, and yes, there's protocols in place, and although it did just, you know, things when they're not in the U.S. look a little bit different. And they look a little (laughs) lax, and and it did really look like you were you were just flying off into the great beyond, not tethered to anything but this little man. And um, I thought you would take him right over the edge with you because uh, he didn't look that sturdy, but it worked. And anyway, it was you know I was so inspired and. I think for me too, just hearing you talk about talking to your students, like being fearless, I, you have lived that, like you do try to be authentic. And that's one of the other things that I love about you and that you do promote is that authenticity and, um, and being your raw, authentic self.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you. I do, I do promote that. I think it's so important just to say what you need to say and speak your truth and, Mm and promote also that with, with my clients as well and empower them. Yeah. Speaking your truth is hard. It is. It's not, it's not easy.
0: Yeah. I mean, you and I know there's so many, right. We're afraid we're going to hurt someone's feelings or we're afraid that, you know, other people will take it the wrong way. You know, there's always like the dance around, Mm -hmm. around things. And I think we have to stop, worrying so much about dancing around the others and think about speaking our truth and how that impacts us.
1: And, and that will happen, you know, and that will happen. Some, some people will take things, um, not in a good way, especially when you're, when you're, when you have to say no, you know, and learning to say no. Mm. I think that's a time when you really find out who are the people that need to be in your life. Who do you want to surround yourself with? And that's another lesson that I learned. I'm really, really, I, I don't have the age anymore to you know waste time on people who don't value
0: what I have to offer. Hmm. So true. I, I, and I, I don't think it's not that. I think um. Gosh, how do I want to word this? It's not even so much not having the time. It's like just realizing, you know, time is so precious. We don't need to waste it's it.
1: it uh, really- doesn't come, it won't come back.
0: Yeah. And I love that. Like, why would I waste time dancing around this for your feelings when, you know, no hard feelings, you it's, I don't, I don't need to be there. I don't need to waste the energy on this. And th- that does come. I've noticed as we age, right? It, that- does.
1: it does. It's learning to, you know, you're right. It's learning to walk away,
0: just walk away. That's all. Yeah. Because you and I are very similar humans. And I think, you know, in our younger life, we would never say no to anything, especially like career wise. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we say no to some things. Let's let, you know, we're, we're, you know, we're rational humans, but I mean, you know, even if it's taking on too much in the moment, we wouldn't say no. True. uh, Yeah. And we've had to learn.
1: Also, I think for, for the younger crowd, you know, you don't have to tackle everything and maybe the the university students that are also listening just really find the importance of saying no and yeah. giving yourself that time yeah
0: right and and saying no not just because it's you know a fun word to say and and it's you know but saying no because you are valuing and prioritizing your needs in the right way right so again we're talking from a place of self care not exactly.
1: And exactly, and being honest with yourself. You know, if you can't do it, or if you physically can't do it, and you don't feel well, and you're just doing it just because you don't want that other person to feel bad, you you know, you must be honest with them and tell them that you yeah. don't feel feel good and do it
0: right. Mm, absolutely. So it's hard, though. It's hard. I mean, I guess I think it's hard. Not everybody does. I'm sure some people are born being really good at saying no, but that's definitely something that I've been working on.
1: It's challenging. It is. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say that it's not. (laughs) It
0: is. (laughs) Right. Um, Okay. Final question. You are one of my best friends. So I know, I know how you value friendship and how kind and good and how supportive, not in a fluffy way. Like you, you speak your truth, even if, you know, even if it's tough love for me. Right. So I know how you are as a friend and I want to know how you are at being your own friend, your own best friend.
1: Oh wow. Is this like a trick question? No.
0: <laughs> no, but I do ask everybody. And so you must go through the agony of answering that just like everybody else.
1: <laughs> I'm actually now more than ever my own best friend.
0: Mm.
1: And that's taken that's taken quite a long journey. And I'm still working at it because we're not perfect. Uh, I grew up, you know, always wanting to be p- perfect. And that got that didn't get me in a good place um, right. as a young, as a young. I don't think you. I don't think I ever shared this with you, but in my younger years, I actually um, got sick over it. I had anorexia, Oof. and I had to overcome that as well. So trying to be perfect doesn't get you anywhere. And throughout these years, I've learned to become, yeah, my own best friend.
0: I love that, Janine. It really inspires me to hear you say that because um, I know you're so busy and I know all the things you do and I worry for you that you don't... Take your own advice. Right. Um, Or that you, you know, it's easy to be a good friend to other people. So it, it relieves my heart to know that you are being better to yourself and putting yourself first, which is what I want you to do.
1: Oh, thank you. You know, I love you and I'm so grateful to have you in my life
0: the same sister. Oh my gosh, we cannot wait till we can be in the same place giving ginormous hugs and um yeah, it's been a long it's been a long road. So, even though Janine's in Ecuador and you've met a lot of our people from our different communities over the course of these podcasts and we we still we manage to come together at least once or twice a year somehow even though we do not live near each other. And those moments are so Um, rewarding and empowering. And I've just been missing them so much. So I really look forward to uh, when we are in the same space and sharing that same space. And I get to feel you again, not just see you and hear you.
1: I miss that too, so much. I look forward to being somewhere around the world with you. I know that we we have the travel bug, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, for sure. We do. We have our luggage already packed and nowhere to go.
0: <laughs> it's, it's been waiting at the front door. It is. It's waiting.
1: <laughs> I'm looking forward I, to the day where will we'll be able to be reunited once again.
0: Yeah, and um, yeah, and I I so appreciate your honesty with all of this, and you know the the ups and downs that that we've had, and and the admission that. You know, it's still work, you know, it, as we, as we get older, we like to think things get easier. And I think just our perspective shifts a little bit, which makes it easier, but things are still work and they're still hard. So
1: they really are. But, you know, <laughs> we have to, we have to look for those rainbows, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally but to come oh. out. Yeah. Everything is as it's supposed to be.
0: That is the truth. Amen. Amen. So thank you for being on here, Janine. I'm sending you a big hug. Thank you. I'm so glad that we finally did it. Right? <laughs>
1: Absolutely. I fear that in life we make so many excuses as well. You don't have time for this. I don't have time for that. I'm rushing here. I'm rushing there. Um, it's it's you just have to jump the bridge, right? Jump the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say it. I don't know if I'm gonna do it. <laughs> I'm jumping my own bridges right now. <laughs> I love you. I love you. I thank you so much. Thank you for inviting me, for having me. I'm so honored and humbled.
0: Oh my gosh. It's, I've been dying to have this conversation with you. So thank you for for spending time with me, for sharing. Um, it's, it's really nice for me to be able to share the, you with the listeners because you are so special to me and you are such a special human. So thank you.
1: Thank you. I feel the same about you.
0: Thank you you to all of you for tuning in and listening to living well while living online, which is a production of the Quinnipiac university podcast studios and to my beautiful friend, Janine, I so appreciate her time and everything that she had to share with all of you. So my friends, again, thank you. And to the team who puts this together, to Michael Bachman, the producer, David DeRoche, executive producer. Thank you, Heather Popovic for the uh, social media and Scott Holmes for the theme music. To learn more about our podcasts, visit qu.edu podcast and you can listen to all of our podcasts on the platform or app of your choice. You can check us out on Twitter or Instagram at QU podcasts, and then always feel free to send us an email at QU podcasts at QU.edu. Please make sure that you come back next week when I share one of my former students, a Quinnipiac alum, Dr. Max Mitchell. He is a chiropractor in the area and yeah we'll get to hear firsthand from a working dad raising these two lovely little girls in this crazy world and having to move in with your mother and your grandmother during this time and so there's so much information to share so until next week please be intentional breathe deep and learn to be your own best friend